Hello guys, it's Jovan, and you know what time it is? It's time for the Dodcast. Dennis the Menace. That's me! Y'all ready for this? Speaking to this guy makes me question all of my life's decisions to date. What the hell is the point of having a care in the world? Life is good and there to be enjoyed. Welcome back to the Dodcast, lads and lassies. This episode rocks. Today on the show, we have David O'Queeve, the most chilled out, optimistic, carefree person I have ever met in my life. Dave met Big in the wakeboard cir- wakeboarding circuit after winning his first pro tournament at the age of 16. After gaining global recognition as the new kid on the block, he became pro shortly after, just before leaving school. Unable to mix the two, he dropped out of college to pursue, pursue his dream and hasn't looked back since. From gliding across an icy cavern lake to landing double backflips in his last competition in Chile last month, the carefree days roll on and on. Welcome to the good life. Welcome Pro wakeboarder David O'Queeve. Let's get this party started. David O'Queeve. Wow. Do you ever get David O'Queeve? Do you ever get that? <laughs> I get everything. Like, I was, I was even when you said it there, I was like, does he know how to say the second name? But yeah, no, usually you get David O'Queeve, David O'Queeve, David O'Keomahe, like America. Like, <laughs> people just don't know. So usually I just go like the Irish Dave or like just David the Wakeboarder or something like that. Dave, listen, thanks very much for taking the time out to go on to the Dodcast. Yeah, this is the quirky, strange, weird, wild and wonderful show where we talk to the likes of people like yourself, people of the world. David, just tell the people a little bit about, about yourself and what you do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, but yeah, so basically I am a professional wakeboarder, which is effectively water skiing, but um, on a snowboarder. So, so you're doing like flips, jumps over a wake. It's traditionally done behind a boat, but you can also do it on like these cable systems, which is, is really cool. You end up hitting like ramps and jumps nice. and stuff. But yeah, it's just a cool little sport, and that's good for so, your living. So, I, I assume I was very, very lucky that that Dave comes from this type of background because if it was something like a any emergency, he wouldn't have had the patience to put up with me because he's been waiting around for the last twenty minutes to, for me to press and click a button. So, no, thank you very much to David, firstly, to taking the time out now and also the patience that he had to, uh, to do this. No worries at all. No, no, no. I know how frustrating technology. Oh man. Dave, you have an interesting story, and we're going to get straight into it. Um, obviously, I'm doing a little bit of, you know, you know, looking into your life and what you're about and stuff. What I found hard to believe was you have a holiday home in Cavan. <laughs> <laughs> of all places to have a holiday home. And, and then telling, telling me that your, your, your parents are windsurfers. I was like, oh, these guys are hippies. <laughs> no, not at all, actually. Like, the, it's quite what it sounds like when you say it that way. Um, no, not at all. Like, my dad was an accountant. My mum was a nurse and then worked in marketing, like really quite normal, like come from quite a normal background. Okay. But, um, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, no, so when I was, I guess when I was just after I was born, my parents were into windsurfing and they're kind of just over doing it in Dublin. So they looked around all of Ireland just for, I guess, somewhere like, like to have like a caravan mm-hmm. somewhere near like the sea or a lake. Or I think it's the correct term is a mobile home as all. Okay. Say, but it's the same you're, thing. You're not a tinker. No, no, not exactly. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, so we got we got a caravan or mobile home up in Cavan, which was like it's about two hours from Dublin. Mm. Um, so we used to go there every weekend, and then when I was like four or five, a neighbour moved in and he had like a speedboat. So I learned how to water ski, and then just kind of just got into it that way. It's mad. Like it's nice. looking back, it seems crazy, but it, it was just kind of yeah, childhood. Cool. So as part of the show, like what we do is I obviously like to kind of firstly give you a bit of an introduction about, you know, yourself, David O'Keefe, what you're about. But we also do a little game called Association. Now, Association is is a game where I I essentially say a word, a sentence or even just two words or so. And you come out with the first thing that comes to your beautiful mind. Uh, Cavan. Cavan. Lakes. Purple. Blue. Tootsie Roll. Trick. Uh, Bike rental. Uh, those bikes in Dublin I don't know just like the word the town bikes yeah 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 Bundoran Bundoran surfing Donald Trump America (laughs) (laughs) Snap Crackle 
<laughs> and pop. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted, baby. Late Late Toy Show. Uh, Ryan Tuberty. I'm pretty mm. sure, yeah. Rollerblades. Cool sport. Yeah, nice. Dark chocolate. Not as good as normal chocolate. <laughs> Inferior. So, summer. Uh, good times. A childhood hero. Ooh, I'm going to say Parks Bottom Bay is just a wakeboarder, but yeah, yeah, first cool. one to mind. Cool. Yeah, no problem. Fresh Prince. Of Bel Air, obviously. Nice. Headbutts. Uh, fighting. Okay. He- um, love Hate. The Unreal TV show. Yeah, Shred. Uh, wakeboard and that comes to mind there. Turn ons. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something that he held back. <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah. Go on, tits or ass? <laughs> or ass. Okay, turn offs. Um, like annoying people. Right, Nick Rapper. Pro, like an uh, unbelievable athlete, I guess, actually, yeah. Cranes. Cranes. Uh, oh, for some reason, Cranter, which is like crane banter. Don't, don't ask. Long story. <laughs> <laughs> Skiing. Uh, not as good as wakeboarding. All right. Monster? Uh, nightmare, I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that a bit later on. Techno. Yeah. Techno, not my scene. Girlfriends? None. Boyfriends? None. Fidget spinner? Good face, yeah. All right. And Pokemon? Pokemon, uh, the like for some reason just an app comes where the word app just came to my head. Pokemon, there, yeah. Pokemon app, yeah, nice one. So you you're, you said your childhood hero was a wakeboarder. It was, it was the yeah, first like, thing that came to your head. It, it was the first person that came to my head. Yeah, it was just a wakeboarder, um, just because he was just a sick wakeboarder, like one of the best guys to ever wakeboard. Um, still to this day, I guess he's a bit older now, probably not into it as much. But yeah, a guy called Parks Bonifay was just he's just created probably like half the tricks that exist in wakeboarding. Uh, yeah, so I always just looked up to him, I guess. But when did you first get into the sport, Dave? So when I was four or five, I learned to water ski. And then oh, no I way, you were four or five. Yeah, very I, young. I was reading a bunch. I thought it was 14, 15. I was like, I'm sure no, you're no. reading this one. No, no, really young. Yeah, oh so I started God. then doing water skiing, did it for like four or five years, but just like chilled, like not serious. And then like maybe like even 10 times a year in the summer or whatever. And then when I was like 10... I learned how to, maybe nine or ten, I learned how to wakeboard. Did that like a good few times and then got really, really into it. Got my own wakeboard then and then just kind of kept, I actually started competing when I was like, I think it was ten as well in my first year. I learned how to do like a jump and I was like, oh, I really want to do like a competition. And my parents were like, no, 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 this is a bad idea. But then just, just did it. Yeah. So that's, that was it really. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah. yeah. So what, when when you said you did your your first flip or what, when you remember when you did the first flip, when when was that? I was 12 years old. I tried it for like, I'm going to say like three years and never like, I mean, I tried a million of them, like not, not 10, not 20, like genuinely over a thousand. And then one day, a thousand flips. I tried so many and I just couldn't do it and then one day I remember it was like there was a competition in a week in the middle and then another competition and I did that competition and I obviously tried it it fell and yeah. I was like this week I'm going to learn how to do it and then I think I learned it on like the Thursday like a Thursday night I did three in a row it's wow. somewhere video somewhere and then that competition learned it and then ever since then it just kind of snowballed like. look you're, you're a whatever a four, five or six year old kid growing up in Ireland this is a summer sport in particular in Ireland you can't play this during the winter so what did you do during the winter and when I say in terms of resilience when it came to the summer you probably saved it in so much that you didn't care getting wiped out as much as you did yeah well uh, funny so it is it is a summer sport but every year from I'd say the age of I'm going to say 11 or 12 definitely from 12 maybe even younger I wakeboarded everything like probably two three days a week even through the winter in Ireland like, oh, so really? okay. literally like there was one time uh, my dad always tells me like the story like I didn't barely remember it but apparently I like we had a massive falling out because it was like ice on the lake <laughs> and I was like breaking the ice and but like we used to go out like myself and just like three or four friends and never ever ever like every Friday after school I remember just like leaving school straight away like my mum would come to collect me yeah, and yeah. we tried to get to like the port tunnel in time because if you got there before I think it was like four o'clock it was only three year and then it was like <laughs> 15 year and it was just outrageous but, like that's how quick I would leave school so I could get up and go wakeboard so always so I kind of just did it anyway through the winter you wouldn't necessarily progress but 
we would just like go out and just enjoy it and just kind of I guess you, I learned a lot of board control and stuff then which is which is probably most, I, I owe that a lot I guess if I mm. think about it funny just a side story of the Dublinport tunnel there was someone who was actually from Scaries they were telling me they don't pay for the tolls on, the, on, on that anymore They're, you're actually able to just bust straight through it and it just swings straight back but anyways that's just something really? I heard so yeah yeah, yeah. So, I spend a fortune on it that's the, that's the thing yeah, yeah. so they're sick and tired of paying a fortune themselves so they decide one day that they just go straight through and it doesn't break it's a big flexible flingy and if you get caught they said the only the only thing that happens is that essentially they just take your um, they take your reg and then you'd have to pay the you pay the amount of the uh, the toll really well but anyways pretty- I mean like obviously that's totally irrelevant to what we're talking about today just for yourself if you are going back up to uh, your your trailer park up in the cabin (laughs) look seven eight years of age you you were in school at this stage your parents were kind of essentially literally were playing on on on, uh, thin ice with yourself they saw this was something that was your passion growing up you then went to school where did you go to school do you mind me asking Dave yeah no I went to school in St Andrews College which is in Peterstown Dublin yeah Um, honestly there that's a bit bit of a rugby school as well or even hockey it's a huge hockey school yeah and they try to be a rugby school but they're fairly brutal to be honest (laughs) I didn't want to make any comment I went to Ross Gray so there was a few there was a few brawls up there in the day so when I say actually when I say headbutt I got a headbutt off a fella there in uh, St Andrews playing again. Anyways, that's really? broken nose to do it, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you, you didn't play any rugby or anything else. It was it was strictly wakeboarding or, or extreme sports. Yeah, well, not necessarily. I mean, I did for sure play. Like you had to play in first year, I think. Um, mm. I played both hockey and rugby. I wasn't a massive fan. Like I, I enjoyed them. I was, I'd say, distinctly average. Like I wasn't good or anything. <laughs> um, but I was also into skating a lot through my early oh, teens. Okay. I actually competed a little bit in skateboarding, like when I was really young. And then the wakeboarding just kind of it was like my main focus. So. I would if I wanted to play rugby or hockey I would have to like matches were often on Saturday afternoons so I wouldn't have been able to go up to Calvin I wouldn't have been able yeah yeah yeah, exactly so it kind of just I would have actually enjoyed it and like even I loved playing like soccer or soccer or football whatever you want to call it at lunchtime in school like I was always into like Mm. kind of activity like I still am but for sure like wakeboarding was just this way it was just way more cool to be honest yeah, absolutely 100% um, totally cool but for yourself did you find that it was very uh, individualistic you were doing this by yourself a lot of your friends probably didn't have the feasibility to do something like that so you were out in the water by yourself an awful lot doing this at a very kind of an impressionable age when the rest of the guys you know they're playing rugby they're playing their football was that difficult for you I mean yeah it was but for sure it is an individual sport but when you think about it like if you go out on a boat you have to have a driver you have to have like uh, theoretically you have to have a spotter you have, like there's a crew so and I to be honest from a very young age like my parents would always support me but they weren't like there's, they weren't pushy sport parents at all like my parents now I'd say neither of them have even been on the boat and I think my dad once drove me this year but like my parents my mum the last the only time she's seen me wakeboard in the last like five years or competitions like they're not like super on it so I would always just okay. go we would get there I had two of my very best friends from when I was very really young they actually moved up to Cavan when we were about 10 so they were there so like we would always and I, and I would go with some other friends so there was always like five or six of us out on the bus so it was with my friends oh. you know what I mean it wasn't my friends from school always but I was still like oh, like always with my friends and then when I was like 17, 18 I remember going up after school and then like back down Saturday night to like go out like whatever doing whatever oh, okay, doing. Okay. and then back up Sunday like so getting the best and were you driving yourself or yeah so I was really like the second I turned 17 I was like that was my freedom brilliant yeah exactly so cool yeah so I mean this was obviously your passion (laughs) did it get away in in the way of your studies firstly you set the leaving cert you went to college what was the plan there was no plan um, so yeah I was competing <laughs> I love the honesty no it was there was no plan and there still is no plan right? there's never, um, <laughs> never never a long term anyway but yeah so I, I did school and my school was fantastic like they the teachers were always because I was away like in sixth year yeah. I probably spent a good few months like I was gone for a month maybe at like the world championships and stuff like that but I want to hear about that Dave you, you, you am I correct by saying in the, when you were 16 years of age you won a competition in Wales wasn't it Yes, yeah, I think it was, yeah, I would have been, yeah, I was 16 actually. It was yeah, your yeah. debut, 2011. 
Yeah, first pro contest win That's ever. Crazy. So that yeah, so it's brilliant. So that was exactly it. And that was a huge, probably the most reputable competition in Europe and definitely maybe all around the world, like I beat some pretty big names, which was crazy. Um and then and that was actually hugely down to it was very shit conditions. And obviously a lot of wakeboarders live in Florida and live in all these perfect places. And you were used to Cavan then. Uh, exactly. And mm. so I was all of a sudden I was at a huge advantage when everything was crap and then I was able to <laughs> it was the same for me, you know. So that that worked out really well, which was brilliant. And then that happened. So then things kind of started like I guess you want to say like I was doing it semi professionally when I was like 16, 17, 18 going through school. And my like Andrews were awesome. Like they let me try like they never ever were like no you can't do this or anything and they would actually help me with like homework or like giving me projects and yeah so the leaving cert went fine like as good as it could have gone really and then I mean I was never much of an academic but it's grand I got into I did arts in UCD um, but that's, I mean, even, that's an achievement in itself yeah you, you were away essentially all the time you said a leaving cert and you got it into one of the most prestigious colleges in Ireland so yeah, congratulations no, that, on that I as well and I was always like my parents were literally that was the only thing they were like you have to go to college and stuff really were they like that they were very strict with that just just to get like an education it's almost like a like an, sometimes I think college can be like an insurance policy like as in like you. go to college then you'll get a job or whatever and so I went to college and like I just didn't really like I wasn't feeling it at all um, and then to be honest with UCD like they were pretty brutal at helping me with like they didn't right. rec- like it's not really a very well recognised sport in Ireland so they didn't support me or anything which is obviously I don't expect any like financial support or anything yeah. but then what happened was like a few times I ended up like I was at the World Cup like competing for Ireland and everything and I ended up failing a test because I couldn't sit it and anyway like after a while I was just like you know what like I'm completely over this um, and my parents weren't like it's I guess well documented that they weren't very happy about it so I basically made a deal with my dad that I would like finish because this was in February I'd finish the year so I could always go back and just do two more years um, which will never happen now but uh, <laughs> and then I kind of went I was, I was in a fortunate position where it wasn't like I was like going from being a full-time student to a full-time wakeboarder I was kind of already like making a little bit of money wakeboarding and stuff so I could kind of afford to transition into it and so it kind of, it worked out really well for me to be honest so you, you'd call it a seamless transition then would you? Yeah, I mean, it made sense because at the end of the day, I can always go back to UCD, but I will, like, like my body will always be fresh to be able to take beat <laughs> all this. So, yeah, I have to, have to make the most of it while I'm young. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the questions that I will ask you later on is, is, is something like this sustainable? Because you can only say young and fit for a certain amount of time. But as I said, we'll touch off that a little bit later yeah. and just have it in the back of your head. You, you, <laughs> you, you were sound, it seemed like you were like an overnight success because. I did, you know, as you do with everyone, a little Google search, David O'Keefe, and it was like your bit. You blew up in 2014. They were trying to make documentary series about you. You were, you know, on all these sort of things. I mean, I would just tell us <laughs> you were just this happy-go-lucky kid enjoying your life, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, we want, we want a part of you. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't say definitely. It was so, so far from like I would even say it's not necessarily a success, but like it was it was slow for sure. Actually, it was really quite slow, I'd say. But yeah, no, when I when I left university, at the same time, a guy called Johnny McCann got on to me, who wanted to make a documentary, just kind of because he thought the whole story was interesting, and it was at the perfect time where I was leaving school and stuff, and um, or sorry, leaving university and yeah, going yeah. in like taking this risk and stuff. So Satanta Sports. Uh, it and everything so yeah we shot the we basically shot the Wake TV to Wake wasn't it Wake to Wake sorry no, that was the TV documentary yeah we shot that oh, oh excuse me two documentaries isn't no, it? no 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 sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah, no, we did that did the documentary to be honest like looking back on it it was cringe and even halfway through we, <laughs> we probably should have made this a little bit less serious and all but we had committed to it so we're like alright finish this get it on TV and then it actually did alright on TV uh, like we were happy with it so then and so time they were happy and then they kind of gave us a go ahead to do I think we did a four-part TV series afterwards the following year, um, but yeah, and so that and that was much more like what I would actually call like vlogging style stuff nowadays, like stuff you see on YouTube. It was like that, maybe a bit of a higher production level, but like more or less quite 
uh, quite chilled really as opposed to the other one was like interviews and things like this and this was more fly on the wall but uh, yeah you, you, you don't seem like a, a very serious guy and I, I mean that in the best possible way no, yeah, absolutely no definitely not I would, like no, no, no I mean I can be serious when I need to be serious but um, no I, I try not to take life too seriously for sure oh, yeah, what I loved was one of your quotes that you said for so the a little kind of F you to UCD and I went to UCD myself I studied biomedical science there uh, right. for four years and this infamous UCD lake that sits out in yeah. front of James Joyce. I mean, I could see you trying to explain it there on the, the, the video, like, you know, two people, you know, this is a very, you know, prestigious, important, like, ah, so I understood it totally. And yeah. um, seeing you literally get, get the, uh, uh, the, the the winch set up and everything else and just fly across it was just like, ah, you fucking yeah. man. Yeah, Unbelievable. It was, was gas. Because, you know, I'm sure as you went into TCD, it was like, on your first day, they're like, don't get in the lake. <laughs> like, never get in the lake. So then instantly, like, I was like, oh, God, I want to get in the lake so badly now. Like, any. One of the things you said to one of the guys because you, like, you were the only one you were like so adamant you were like I'm doing this I'm doing this I'm doing this and everyone's like oh Dave I don't know you could get arrested la 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 and you were like no fuck that we're not even getting into the lake we're on top of the water of the lake we're going across it exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly it yeah um, yeah no I just wanted to do it. I thought it was a good idea for even just publicity for myself publicity for the sport good fun also something I always wanted to do so I was like you know what screw it let's just do it and then when we got in there and it was like heating up and, as in like I don't know we were like hearing our security are coming and all this and then one of my friends driving the winch like I was, it actually is quite funny because I would have always thought he was like quite a hardcore guy but then yeah. he was just shitting his pants in the time and I was like no it's gonna be okay no, you're not gonna get in trouble I'll, I'll take all the blame here but um no we got in we did it twice actually we did it once there was no security so we were like right let's go again so we did it a second time oh you did it twice did you yeah like just like wakeboard across twice in the yeah. one go as such um, did it twice and then like bailed out of the road spun up to Eddie Rockets around the corner so just to edit because I was like I want to be the one on. to get this online and stuff like that and mm. try and make a bit of a viral video from it and when I got there there was already people saying like look we just went on my WhatsApp because there was a bunch of people like a lot, like all the UCD like people were there and they were all, like all the students and they were all loving it like it was oh, unreal yeah. Um, so got the video up online and then I'd heard like oh security arrived like 20 seconds after we were gone but like we were we were gone nowhere to be seen and I kind of always expected because obviously my name was on it the video was everywhere it was on like Joe.e like the daily Irish mail or whatever it's called like yeah. it was talked about on radio I was like they're obviously going to find out who I am and send me something but I never heard back never I think heard they I think they probably secretly enjoyed the publicity from it as well do you know so maybe um, yeah it's a pity did you get a did you get a swan on the way over as well I nearly hit one yeah. oh did you and I prayed <laughs> some lad as well I actually I had to, like I, I, I had no idea who it was in the video I think I was like I'm sorry to whoever I sprayed like I didn't even realise I was like oh, you, I saw that you absolutely yeah. wiped some fella yeah. um, talking about what Wipeouts. What was your worst ever wipeout? Was there ever a stage where you're like, oh man, I can't. I'm. I'm I don't know if I can go again here. Oh, like in sessions, like when you're like training and such, for want of a better word, for sure. Like often, you'll end up having to just get in the boat because, like, I've knocked myself out. Like honestly, not that many times. Like three or four times, which oh, isn't that much. knockout. Yeah, like just yeah, kind of, yeah. Oh. So there's one I remember in the winter on an easy trick. It was down in Tipperary in like February, like. I'm going to say like 2010 or something and I like caught what's called a back edge which is like a face plant but backwards which is actually worse mm. and uh, I, I just knocked out and then my hand was like fully swollen like purple and everything so that was quite a bad one and then so you get whiplash from them it's bad so you have like you would be dealing with that for like up to five or six months like every day you wake up you just like your neck it's like being in a car crash um, I, I watched uh, last night your you spent the full day trying to do the double backflip Oh, I swear to God, man, that was like an emotion rat roller coaster. It was, you know, yeah. The amount of times you got yourself winded, like really hit you hard. I was yeah. like, fucking hell, it's like this boy's playing a rugby match or something. Like, you, you, but still, time, time again, that's why I use the word resilience. He just kept go going and going, yeah. and you got it. I guess, yeah, no, I got it eventually. That was like in Thailand earlier this year, and yeah, I, I my leg. My yeah, it was just this year. My left leg, like the inside of it around like my groin, was actually like black and blue. It was like I was so beaten up. But I was just 
I had like yeah I guess I could determine I really wanted to do it like I was and I was like this isn't even I'm making a meal of this like I'm so close there's no reason so eventually it's been the longest saga for me ever but I, thought, <laughs> I finally started I landed in a competition there like two weeks ago and that was like Sick. unreal I was like okay it finally worked so, but it took a year to kind of get it really it's probably the hardest trick I've ever had to learn I'd say we, we, we were laughing before we went uh, went live on this we were saying you know you travel around you were, you were in Thailand you know you were in Australia etc etc I'm Skyping you from a, a closet here in Belfast <laughs> while you're in Dublin. It's uh, it's it's, it's it's crazy. Tell, tell us and tell the list people listen people listening uh, where you go, where you travel to. What's your schedule? Yeah, um, it's all over the place. I never like I'm, I'm quite last minute with most stuff. So other than competitions, you'll always know where you have to go. Um, but like this year, it's been mad. Like I've been all over. Like you were saying, like Thailand, Australia, New Zealand. Like in the first three months this year, I did Thailand, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Dubai, oh, Chile. Brazil, Florida, like it was, it was insane. It was the most. I probably took a bit off more than I could chew. Like I remember coming home and just being dead for like a week. Like just had zero energy. But it's unreal. Like you can't when you get these opportunities to go to these places, you can't say no. Like you're, well, it's hard to say oh, no. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I get to travel a lot. Which is do you, do you do you just like when you go there? Is it just training camps, or are you with the Irish team, or how does it work? Yeah, it's, it's a variation. Um, so a lot, a lot of what I do in that season. So I actually have like a coaching business as well. So we do, I do a lot of online stuff, and then also in in the flesh. So for example, like New Zealand was and Chile, let's say for example, they were both coaching trips. So I was just over there, like teaching other people how to wakeboard. Usually, I teach all levels, but usually it's people who are kind of looking to learn like flips and just get that that edge or whatever. Um, so yeah, so a lot of that is is that type of thing. Then Brazil. I I have a good friend out there who I've competed with for years. Uh, he's been saying, "Come to Brazil, come to Brazil, come to Brazil." So then, eventually, I was like, "You know what? Like, let's make it happen." So when out there, that it was stu- like the most stunning place I think I've ever been. Rio uh, or have you have you ever been to Brazil? Uh, unfortunately, not. No, I, I only I don't really leave the closet. You see, so uh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just yeah. sometimes make it to the kitchen. Yeah, it's uh, just about to, to make myself a cup of coffee. And even there, like my friend, I to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, no. So, um, so yeah, it's it's a variation of effectively competitions coaching myself mm. and then training myself as well that's kind of the, the most part of it do, anyway. do you think that you might be able to give me a, a, a kind of a, a run through on how to wakeboard I've never wakeboard before the only the only extreme sport really that I have to, to my name is probably the um, community games egg and spoon race back in <laughs> uh, like an under eights or whatever no I, I went ski, um, skiing before and uh yeah, I won't be going skiing again. After I ski going down the mountain just didn't oh, really, really uh, hold up for me. You know, I was, <laughs> you know, putting one of those machines where they like whiz you down. Yeah, anyway, you won't get into it. <laughs> not, not really. Oh, no, you had one of those accidents, did you? Uh, one more, like I was fine. Like, you know, I was kind of a little bit like yourself, you know, and after a few shandies, you were happy out, you know, so, but um, anyways, I said, this is all about you today, my friend. So, uh, <laughs> um, tell me, look, you hold this. What would you call it? A, a, an agency or what, what? What David David O'Keefe? What What are you? Are you Are you a professional um, wakeboarder? Are, are you a teacher or are you an instructor? What What are you? Um, yeah, so I guess what well, I'm a I'm a professional wakeboarder would be like my primary thing as such. So I would compete. Uh, competing is, I guess, the biggest thing I do. But a professional in any sport, actually, at the end of the day, is selling product. And people sometimes don't realize that. But that's like, if you think about it, like, that's what a. They need, you need to, if you get paid, you need to be selling something to get paid. So effectively, that's what a sport is. So to increase those things, I have like a YouTube channel as well. It's not to be a YouTuber or anything like that. Like I mean, but that's that, what I love, and I got it because from you. So I am, in fairness, quite selective. The people I like to have on this. And for you, it was much more than actually kind of giving a video log. You were really giving something back to the person. It was more so, look, this is something for you instead of just from, something for me. I'm not trying to glorify myself. This is just my life. It's and it's really, yeah, it's it's a cool life like I'm a pretty cool life so I was like and it's a mixture on the channel as well it is like when I'm going to like like it'd be a shit it's so cool as well I was actually looking back maybe last month at that stuff where I was in Thailand and I was like those were actually like 
two really good weeks and you're watching it so it's cool for me to look back it's also great i do like tutorial videos on it and a, a range of different things so what happens is like it's amazing people will watch a tutorial video on let's say like something so basic and they'll learn from they literally go out try it and learn it and then they'll message me and they're like that actually helped so there is like a value for the, the viewer as such as well and um, so i try to just like do a mixture of my own stuff as well as helping other people out and so yeah that's kind of that's it's really enjoyable like it's something it's funny if i just go back to college now if i was 18 again now i'd probably do something based around film or editing or would something you really, yeah. yeah it really would and i would never ever would have I, I hated i didn't even want a laptop like i hated all that stuff <laughs> and now now like I'm Mr. Tech, like I love. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, I get you. I'm, yeah, exactly. How, how does a person like you, who's been wakeboarding since the age of five or six, teach yourself? Like, do you get other people who have the same? How does it work? To, to, to learn new tricks and stuff. To learn new tricks, just yeah. to advance your skills, I suppose. Absolutely. So it's yeah. You, I mean, you've such a, an understanding for like I, what I do anyway and anyone at the top of any sport has such an understanding for the whole sport um, I'd say the two things I have had like a lot of coaching over the years from let's say some good coaches um, but I think at the moment the two best things are wakeboarding with people who are of like similar level to me that is because then what happens is your friend learns a new trick and you're like shit I want to learn that like, that, like that's Fair. and it motivates you massively and the second thing is like literally the iPhone if you use the phone to video you and then you sit when you finish your set you go back and you watch the video and you see where you fell you look at your head position you look at all this stuff you analyze it and that is like so beneficial it's a you can self teach yourself because it's so easy for me to sit in the boat watch someone know exactly what's going on and then tell them so there's no reason why i can't just film myself watch it and then tell myself like and then obviously you go out in the water it's maybe a different thing than when you're sitting at home on the couch but at the same time you can really you can learn so much just by analyzing it it's amazing it was was one thing that uh a few of the guys who said you're your previous teachers there was something to just picked up after three goes or four goes that you just kind of came to you so there's a bit of a natural instinct to it as well with yourself you said I think you said the standard in Ireland is extremely high as well so it helps that you're kind of a symbiotic relationship of sorts yeah so we obviously don't have like the biggest wakeboarding community although it's growing like fast um, but we have an extraordinarily high level so like there's maybe I'm going to say like seven or eight people in Ireland who are at like world class levels we have like like obviously I'm the European champion in like the pro men division or whatever but in the over 30s we also have a European champion a guy from Pete a guy from Coleraine called Pete Stewart we have had like two or three female European champions we've do you know what I mean we've had a lot of success so we have a lot of really high level of riding which helps me then because I have people to, with, who are of a similar level who mm. push me and who've helped me a lot as well so friends really French friends can help so much just that's the best thing you can do really where's the sport going Dave it's going in the direction of cable so as I I think I mentioned briefly at the beginning of this there's two types of wakeboarding and they are completely different sports it's boat wakeboarding which is what I would be a professional in like I I love doing cable but at the moment I compete at a pro level in the boat which is you're you're pulled at about 20 25 miles an hour you're 70 foot behind the boat and you use the wave to do flips and stuff then the other side is where you have these cable systems and effectively you are using you're hitting obstacles ramps and things like that and you're doing your flips that way um, so it's heading in that direction for a few reasons one it's obviously this whole green thing that everyone's going on like yeah, boats yeah. use fuel whereas this is like electricity and it's very cheap to run uh, the second one is you can set it up anywhere like it's a lot more accessible than for me like the nearest place to really go and ride on the boat is cabin which takes me like an hour and 10 minutes or whatever to get to and then so you can have one there's one in Grand Canal Dock so, it's, yes. so you can nearly put them up anywhere um, and also it's a lot more I don't know it's just it yeah accessibility I think is the main one it's it's usually generally speaking cheaper um, than the boat as well which makes it is more the boat more enjoyable enjoyable yeah sorry enjoyable uh, enjoyable for me yeah absolutely I will I, uh, it grows the thing about the cable is a lot of stuff a lot of the tricks cross over so like at this stage that I'm at right now um, I would probably learn on the boat like two or three tricks a year whereas on the cable I could learn like two or three a week if I was ever, out every day oh, because fuck. because I'm learning stuff I can kind of redo and everything so I enjoy the progress do you know what I mean you get a nice satisfactory feeling on the cable but the boat is definitely it's like for me that's my favourite for sure 
Um, for the Olympics in 2020, 2020 uh, it was overlooked, unfortunately. Why yeah, was that? And a little bit disappointing. Uh, it was a bit disappointing. I guess, I can't remember what they put in instead. It, it sucks. It would be amazing if you got into the Olympics. It would do so much for the sport. Um, from Like, we don't get funding or anything from really? the government like I think yeah nothing like I, I don't receive anything from them or whatever and then I, I to be honest I've kind of changed my mind like I used to be so like this is kind of you're like oh it's unfair or whatever but at the same time I see where they're coming from the sport with the Olympics is the problem was it's quite objective like the judging there's no a trick doesn't equal a certain score it's kind of the whole overall impression and all this okay. so um, so yeah so that, I see where they're coming from with that so I personally think you go you'll see these amazing events that aren't part of any government government body they just run these cool events like in Munich there's one in Munich called the Munich Mash and they have hundreds of thousands of people there watching wakeboarding which is insane and that's in my opinion the route we should fo- like we're doing well there so we should focus our energy where we're doing well and I, we're not like obviously there's a lot of people who would love for it to be in the Olympics but in my opinion I reckon we should focus on we're not going to get into the Olympics in the next 10 years I don't no. think I, and that's I'm not I'm being realistic speaking I'd love okay. to say it but I don't think realistic it's very difficult even to get a venue where you can run wakeboarding properly in the Olymp- like from an Olympic point of view where, where you could have it even near um, like it used to be run for example the X Games which is the biggest action sports events they used to run wakeboarding but then what happened was wakeboarding was so difficult to coincide with skateboarding with a big city with a big crowd so now they actually they still run X Games but they run it in like a almost like a video contest because it's a lot easier and in terms of like you're professional now at this stage obviously is this your primary source of income or are mommy and daddy still helping out or how does it work um, no I'm, I'm for, I am fortunate I'm from like I guess a pretty decent background and stuff and my parents always help me out as much as, I ca- as they can but um, I've been like I was super persistent when I left college like I was gonna well like my parents weren't gonna fund me either um, but no like I was I was straight up like this I'm doing this myself so I'm really fortunate that I am able to make a living from it. I don't like make loads of money or whatever, but I have like a decent, it's a decent life. Do you know what I mean? Like you get to travel loads. I have the coaching stuff. I have a few different sources. So my main one would be sponsorship. That's how like sponsored by David. Just tell us. Um, so my main sponsors are uh, O'Brien Wakeboards Centurion Boats which is a boat company Wake Fury which is a clothing company and then I have a few other like smaller ones like a, th- a flip flop company called Dong's Flip Flops um, I'm working with uh, it's not actually public knowledge yet but I suppose by the time it is I'm working with a new wakeboard camp place a wakeboard school in Portugal I'll actually be going out there this week um, but so yeah so the sponsors would be a main source of income for me oh sorry and then Innocent Smoothies sorry forgetting one there <laughs> Um, which is cool like that's a nice mainstream brand to be working with um, but yeah so sponsorship is my main income but then I have the coaching stuff which is both in person and online and then um, I definitely have one more I just can't even remember what it is but yeah so that's the, yeah. I, I prize money and stuff as well like, it's loads but you know, like it, it's something um, so yeah so it's I'm fortunate that I'm, I'm just about able to kind of make a living off it which is cool what, 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 what happened with Monster so it sucks they basically decided they were just pulling out of wakeboarding more or less completely so they dropped they had probably I'm going to say overall they probably had about 100 people on the payroll but maybe 20 on a pretty like decent like it would have been like for me it was the majority of my income and so that was actually nearly a game ender for me really really was actually Um, but so like long story short basically they decided to pull out they did it effectively immediately which screwed a lot of people over like big time because when I I got the call I was in Thailand spending the money on my contract like on training that I had in my contract that I just signed like two months before or something it was Uh, two months gold yeah well they, they actually yeah so yeah anyway I was lucky I was able to negotiate to basically finish out my contract okay, good, um, good. and then yeah it ended which obviously it just it sucks because it also sucked for the sport of wakeboarding to lose such a big kind of because they made a lot of stuff possible with like even people filming cool web edits or doing projects or training for contests so because they, they were generous you know like mm. you can't, can't, can't doubt that um, but yeah I was lucky in the fact that 
it was like a bad two or three months for me. It happened in January, I'd say, until like kind of May. I was in a bit in the ship, but then everything else just started to pick up the coaching stuff. I hadn't even been doing that before, and I was like, right, I need to try and make some money myself here. So I just did the coaching, and I actually really started to enjoy that. Then we launched the um, the coaching site as well, which yeah. was been brilliant so it's like kind of in, interactive so basically someone sends a video on their phone and then I literally take a video back explaining what's going on okay. so, um, so yeah so I was just it happened probably at a good time if it for if it, I mean it should have never happened but if it was to happen it kind of happened at I guess a pretty okay time um, but yeah. you seem like a guy that's always going to land on his, uh, his two feet anyways or even four <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope to land on my feet that's the plan. <laughs> no but it was, it was great like I mean that's what I love to hear uh, and that's what this is this podcast channel is all about but people who look adversity comes but they get over it because you don't have a choice one of my mottos is just it's the old nike one it's just just do it because you don't have a choice you just got to go and do it you don't have the money or you don't have the resources well go and get the resources go and get the money instead of exactly moaning and lounging about it no i 100% agree like even i always think like the fact that I'm wakeboarding and I'm from Ireland is just outrageous. Do you know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be, I shouldn't be wakeboarding from Ireland, but I've always been lucky that I've kind of just every opportunity, like, and that's the thing, like every cent I make, I basically reinvest into going traveling and spend like helping for many things to help like the YouTube channel to grow, to help me to get better wakeboarding. So I do better in contests. The idea, it's like an endless spiral nearly because the more, but but the set, it's a great endless spiral. So that's like, that's kind of my mindset with it. So it's really, David, a little bit, you kind of have the blinkers on. This is your one love. Is there love outside the sport of wakeboarding? (laughs) I mean, is, is you're back in Dublin now, ladies. He's back in Dublin. This is a, in 2D, he looks very attractive. I'm thinking 3D, he's probably the same. I seven and him are going to probably catch up for a pint at some stage. What's uh, Do we have time for girlfriends or what's happening? Um, I mean, honestly, it, is, it would be very difficult. I've like, no, no girlfriend because it's like a <laughs> full stop. No. No, straight up. Like, like I wouldn't be against her or anything like that, but it's just difficult. Like, it's probably unfair on the girl as well, you know? Because I would literally be traveling. Like, now is kind of the time, the season just just ended like end of October I kind of chill November December like I'll be away a week or two each month that's it but then come January like I'm more or less gone for the first mm. three months of the year like it's I, I wouldn't be like if, if the right if the right female Fair. stumbled across then yeah absolutely have you had a girlfriend before never never no never, never join the club yeah, yeah yeah no that's fair enough um, that's a very uh, diplomatic and uh, I suppose mature answer in response to say no it wouldn't be fair in the girl but uh, I'm sure you've been nicely playing the field which you said you were in Thailand and Australia <laughs> so you know I mean I'm sure you're not um, uh, you know lost for women anyways yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 move on you move can't, on can't answer that question no that's fair enough makes sense <laughs> we briefly uh, touched off the, the video log into your thoughts I mean it's it's amazing I such like it's what do I think of them? I think they're brilliant like I watch a lot of them to be honest I mean there's obviously Ireland's best example would be Rob Lipset and um, but there's some all over the world um, and it's it's amazing I, I think it's really cool that like as such people are building careers from it they're building businesses and obviously people are doing a lot of good from it as well um, of then there's the other side that there's some people just putting out absolutely shite content like literally like them waking up them having breakfast like and it's not it's not good you know what I mean but then there's some people who are really doing good stuff and obviously the fitness industry is huge and they're obviously helping like like there's huge transformations happening and stuff so I mean I think it's brilliant and then travel as well it's inspiring people to go and see the world and everything so I think it's really really good I think it's amazing to have a platform like that but um, yeah I don't know I'm all in all I'm a massive fan of it actually I know a lot of people are saying like oh get off your phone and all this but it's cool like and like I was saying to you to be able to go back and watch like something that you like Thailand was like one of the best trips there was 13 Irish people there when we went like it was such crack to watch that back is like really cool and obviously then I have like the one we went to PP Island and oh favourite place oh yeah great place and I filmed a vlog a lot of the time under the influence and um, (laughs) I have the uncut footage of it and it is gas I couldn't put it online like it was just terrible you were hardly wakeboarding in PP 
No, so we took three days off from wakeboarding. Okay. I had been wakeboarding flat out for like, I'm going to say like, I did about 22 days in a row. I was in bits. Like, I'd been to, I'd gone to Australia and then to New Zealand and then to Thailand, did like four days training. That was when the double flip stuff was happening. So then we we're like, okay, let's, we were wakeboarding in Phuket. So we we're like, let's go to PP, take a few days off. There's like 13, 14 of us from Ireland here. Like, let's go and just enjoy like the actual Thailand. Cause we were just going to the cable park all day, every day. Yeah. So you said it before, like if, if if you didn't have this kind of business that you had, you know, you were never interested in technology no. and the likes. So you probably would have had a Nokia or a Blockia now no. if it wasn't for kind of your platform that you have now. Absolutely, no, hundred percent. And now, and obviously, people are so against like the phones and stuff, but I think it's brilliant. Like, mm. it's so cool. And yeah, exactly. Like, I would, I had no interest, and I probably would if you've told me when I was like 16 that I would have like been holding like a big camera with a microphone and stuff I probably would have been like you're such a bender but <laughs> I, I like and now I'm like you know what who cares like it's, yeah. it's cool like I enjoy it I learn like constantly have to like when, you, when you're editing you, there's something you want to do that you can't do so you have to go on YouTube like find out how to do it like do you know see so you're learning constantly um, and yeah so I just no. love it really. brilliant yeah your biggest achievement or win to date what are you most um, proud of and um, straight up just I literally just have a good time living and that's probably the, me- the me- more than any competition or like thing that I've ever done it's a nice answer have- no it, it is but it's true like I literally just every day and I have a great I think I have a great like work-life balance for one of a better word like so many of my friends who wakeboard um, or like pro wakeboarders I know them pretty well and they just wakeboard like they might do you know what I mean 99% of their life is wakeboarding and whereas I have like a great like tonight I'm going down the country with some friends for the night and just Unreal. like always and I'm not afraid to like take some time off and I just think overall my life is like pretty sweet like I'm pretty and so that's my biggest achievement there's been great competition results and all that but they don't like they just they happen and they're over but I don't know I, I prefer just the whole like chill like I just have a really nice life so I, I'm pretty happy with that would you would you call, would you call yourself uh, a funny guy what I consider myself mm. Mm, I don't know I, I like to think I'm funny but I don't think many people do. I, I kind of like wit like I'm always like saying puns and some of that yeah but that's exactly what we need so this part of the show we do a little thing called dad jokes so oh, you are on the right person right now I promise <laughs> yes so I think, like, I think I might the pressure might get to me no 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 problem no problem take a little suck of that water there so for me uh, I, I'm not the chilled out cool wakeboarder dude I'm just sort of like the weirdo who kind of comes up yeah. to you in the smoking area of coppers and kind of says something <laughs> strange to you so I'd say something like yeah, um, I'm thinking about moving to, to Moscow but yeah. there's no point rushing into things <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> that's it that's exactly that is it like, I wish I had some of these prepared now oh you've, you've nothing for me no well, oh, do you want some? I mean, oh, I want one. Yeah, yeah. Dad jokes. Um, do you want some dad jokes or some puns? Give me, give me some some punny. So, uh, oh, punny. Um, I don't know. Oh, hang on. I, what I'll do is I'll work it into conversation. But I'll give you a pretty bad dad joke if you want. Okay. Um, do you know why the Teletubbies always go to the toilet at the same time? Well, because they only have one Tinky Winky. <laughs> That's my go-to yes, joke. Yes. <laughs> but now there's loads. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's loads of puns. Like, I don't uh, know. It's, it's I'll, I'll work like, some in there. No, that's see. no problem. It's just a classic kind of off-the-cuff Irish crap humor, isn't it? Yeah, you do absolutely. it nicely as well. In fairness, in a couple of your videos I've watched, like, <laughs> but even I, I, it'd be the exact same if I was creating video logs like yourself. You, so I saw that video you were um, video logging yourself when you were on one of these town bikes. You're like, yeah, yeah. So just tell me about the day, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa. Whoa, look at the size of that pothole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's a lovely it's off the cuff. Yeah, it has to be real. Like, you can't. Like, that's the thing. The first few videos I did, I like filmed like 10 times. And I was like, if I stuttered, I'd cut it out and all this. Whereas now, I just don't really care. Because when I'm watching other people, I'd way rather rap, yeah. watch a natural thing. Doesn't it? Sorry? It makes you feel comfortable. I, I think so, anyways. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, that's it, exactly. So, where is... Where where are you going? I mean, as I said briefly, is this a sustainable? You know, your body only stay fit as uh, for a number of years, maybe 10, 20 years. Is it going into strictly uh, teaching and, and telling people about the sport? Or, or Where are we going to go? I don't know. It's a, it's a complicated question. Um, you're right. It's not sustainable forever. And when I first joined, I think that was like maybe a lot of people's like 
family as fear as such is like because there's so many wakeboarders who are just like washed up beach bums kind of at the end of the day okay. so and like I kind of I'm quite an ambitious person like I really always like I'm always thinking of other stuff and I'm even like trying to do some stuff um, outside of wakeboarding at the moment working on a few little projects and everything but for sure I mean I'm not going to quit anytime soon and I'll probably wakeboard for the rest of my life even if it's just doing like the easiest tricks ever like there's a 60 year old man in this place in or he's probably 70 in Florida I go to and he just does like the same trick lap after lap for two hours every night I'd like to be that guy because that's like that's, <laughs> you're still wakeboarding so I would never ever 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 quit wakeboarding okay. but maybe as a profession obviously if you're not winning and stuff it's difficult but now I think in the last year or two I've established quite of a, a decent I'd say an extremely highly engaged following from my YouTube channel and stuff like that and just I guess I'll be trying like engage and interact with people like really well and that's kind of worked out that now when I'm dealing with sponsors and stuff they're no longer talking about the fact that I won this competition even though like this year I had a really good year that doesn't really come up as much in conversation as it does the stuff like oh they like the way the brands are hearing from like their friends like oh I'm watching his video and I learned this and stuff so it's ended up being there that online I've created like and it's kind of like almost like a YouTuber's platform as such that platform has enabled me to probably add some longevity into it um, but yeah so that's kind of I guess that as such like, I, I don't know how long it'll last forever I don't really know I don't have a massive plan things just kind of happen they pan out in life I don't think you need to be too serious about anything um, just in an ideal world I'd like to do this try and make a bit of money so that if anything else arises any business opportunities or anything that I can take them and that's kind of I mean for sure I'm not looking for other stuff immediately but if something was to come I'd definitely like do that I wouldn't though if I got offered a job I probably wouldn't take it that's the only thing well I'll tell you something you've interacted and engaged with me premiumly I, I, I mean this was a kind of off the cuff kind of message that I sent to you and I mean you're a busy man you're traveling the world and and to have someone like yourself on the Dodcast it's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure and I say that to all my guests but in particular to yourself thank you so much for taking the time out to ha have this interview with me and bearing with me when I was trying to get the technical oh, defaults together no it's fine there's no point in stressing like I know what that's like and I've really like when that stuff happens I was just like that's grand I was just chilling on my phone like it's like probably I was actually replying to other people like that do you know what I mean like you get messages but that's actually the one thing that I hate sometimes is like people will get messages like pro wakeboarders I know they'll get like messages and they have like less followers than me and they don't even reply and I'm like I can manage like I can understand someone huge like not if David Beckham not replying to anyone like fair enough but uh, like anyone who's only got like whatever similar followers to me like these takes no time like it's really easy like and, and plus like sometimes I have like chats with some of the people and they'll be like like I'm quite into cars and everything and every now and then I'll put something about cars on my like if I'm working on mine or whatever and then people will send stuff and then they'll give you like some tips and see like do you know what I mean it's, it's a two way platform almost so it's cool brilliant Dave tell us just your your um, your network we, we can get you on uh, Facebook just get your give us your handles and, and whatever else there yeah, so my Facebook is David O'Queeve Wakeboarder, um, and then my Instagram is just David O'Queeve Facebook. Our YouTube is David O'Queeve, Snapchat's David O'Queeve. So it's all, um, it's all pretty transparent. But even if you just Google or YouTube like David Wakeboarding or like Irish Wakeboarder or Wakeboarding, it'll actually if you even just Google Wakeboarding, my channel will probably come up in the first few. I think. Really, when after this, I mean, like I, I really feel as though, bear the dodgy knee, I really want to get on the water and yeah, try, try this it. thing so out. I haven't stressed that enough and it's like it's so so it's terribly addictive though like because you learn what it's like a PlayStation game so you do level yeah, one yeah, yeah. and then you're like okay now level two and you just never stop like infinity levels well listen that's the end of the podcast today but listen thank you very very much as I said David for taking the time out to speak to me in this beautiful shiny sunny Sunday day uh, you said what's, what's the plan for the rest of the day you're heading down to the country for a few drinks with a friend is that it? yeah I think so that's the plan and then on Tuesday I believe I fly to Portugal to do some to do some training for myself and yeah I don't know just kind of enjoy film some videos and just have a good time really and get a little bit warmer climate than this at the moment because it's freezing today Brilliant, guys. This is what life is all about. Having fun. Don't worry about long-term goals. Short-term memory and short-term goals. Get it done. Have fun like David. This guy, this has been a fresh, uh, breath of fresh air. Uh, this has been the Dodcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, iTunes and Stitcher, etc., etc. You know the crack at this stage. Thank you so much. We'll see you again.